Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke, we're going to keep unpacking Tim Ferriss. We're going into the four-hour work week. Very influential book. I know you read it, first read it a year and a half ago. I read it in 2018, went back over the notes for this, which was interesting. It's like four years of time in between. First thing, don't be put off by the title. It does sound a kind of bit hacky, that kind of four-hour work week kind of name. But what I think it does boil down to in a, in a – well, actually, I'll ask you first. What do you think the book boils down to in a nutshell? Like after <clears throat> after reading it or just general – I guess no, after for you, for you. more about sort of being – if I could summarize it, it would be more about being efficient as opposed to just being busy or working and really rethinking – rethinking what you're doing in a professional sense or a work sense for, for me personally and just um, just rethinking your processes, stuff like that. But Perfect. I guess we'll go. Yeah, good. Yeah, we'll go more into that. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think the only thing I would add to that, that's pretty good examples of all the things he ticks off in the book. The thing I'd add to that is the idea overall of like kind of not not like just living now, but it's really about – rearranging the energy and time you put into just income for income's sake to actually almost that thing we call retirement to almost do that now the only compromise is you probably just need to still put a little bit of time towards your income but you can be very efficient with that and free up the time now to do the things that are valuable to you Mm. and meaningful don't wait like decades for retirement that's the basic concept And I think what we're going to unpack today is these three questions he has in the four-hour work week around how you test your assumptions around work. Because I think this starts with the assumptions we have about work. And I saw this when doing the 18 and Lost book with the other guys that a lot of people feel like work is this thing you're not necessarily meant to enjoy, even though some people say follow your passion. That doesn't, it's hard. How do I figure out what that is for me? That's not easy to do, but also you just get sucked into doing something and then you don't think about it. And then you wake up on you and you've been doing it for, for five years and you realize, shit, I'm not even really enjoying it. It's hard for actually people to find the time to think in their lives. Mm. So I think that is really, so it starts with that. What was Gilly's definition of work? I'm referring for those who don't know to that graduate theory episode, our friend James did with our other good friend Gilly. My favorite podcast episode. Favorite podcast episode. Except for this one, Joe. Anyway. Except for this one. What was it? Do you remember? The... It was the things you do, something you do while you wait for the real joys in your life. So, yeah, I'm it's pretty like sure a that was of, the definition. Yeah, it's a way of thinking about work. That kind of maps into me. That maps into four-hour work week mm. as a concept. The concept of the four-hour work week. So the the quick overview is that, and let me just bring this up. Yeah, he's got four stages to that definition. That's really important because you can you can only work one day a week or two days a week, but if you don't know how you want to spend the other five days, you've really just destroyed this concept. You'll end up like my brothers who just sit around all day and do nothing and um, play games and just feel and not even enjoy it because you feel like you should be doing more, but you can't struggle to define it. So that's not easy, but definition is a big stage one. Elimination. So you talked about being effective, right? Mm-hmm. Eliminating things that you shouldn't be doing. Automation. So what you can't eliminate, if you can automate it, get machines to do it for you or systems or people who actually enjoy doing stuff that's not valuable to you. And then the fourth is liberation, like freedom. And that's the mm-hmm. ultimate goal. A lot of people are chasing money uh, or status as a means to freedom and relief of the need to work. 
but often they spend put so much energy into it and get so suckered into it they can't actually it becomes actually the all-encompassing focus and it actually absorbs the majority of their the prime years of their life it's not it's kind of what we all want to avoid right there's no one who wants to feel that way so it's just three very simple questions all right and we can riff a little bit on each one of them i'll read them all first first how do your decisions change if retirement isn't an option very powerful second what if you could use a mini retirement to sample your deferred life plan so what you think you might do after retiring before working 40 years for it so like how could you do a mini retirement now to actually try the things you say you would love to do if you retired and third is it really necessary to work like a slave to live like a millionaire so very quickly Luke, on the first one you reflected on this before how do your decisions change if retirement isn't an option what's the well if we look if we look at sort of that definition around work and being something you do while you're wait for the real joys in life you kind of flip it around and you know you're you're forced to think about what brings you joy right now (laughs) yeah what are the joys in life what do i what 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 am i passionate about or we sorry we don't we don't like the p word word. the dreaded p word no it's it's not 1990 anymore you can't use the word passion what what yeah what are some of those things for me yeah for us we can do it collaboratively all right that's an example doing i guess just doing work that I work that actually interests me and sort of being more in touch. I think for me personally, it's, it's spending more time with customers, for example, that's, that's a big one. Okay. And learning, that's big. Yeah. Learning. So work or you can spend more time with customers. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of build relationships. Admin and clerical part of work. Yeah. And learning about learning more in depth about, for example, networking, like we've talked. So yeah. those are two things that that i can think of what, what about you joe i i kind of it probably won't shock people but writing podcasting like i really like connecting with people around interesting projects that's always been this is where we're in an example of that right now mm. constant student like everyone's very interesting to me there and all the people i've met in and around that that's fascinating right because you you're still working you're still being productive you're still doing things that are financially very smart except it's all with like high quality people who re-energize you, who are not selfish, who are not just chasing like very vain things themselves, but themselves are very balanced and Mm. it creates this wonderful reinforcing effect. That's, and then you have wonderful experiences with, with those people. It's like, it's really, I don't, maybe it is hard to get in that place, but it's like, um, that is very, that is like a, a real gift. Like, I mean, more broadly, these are more, you know, warm and fuzzy, but obviously things that are bringing up <laughs> sensations of love yeah, and experience, I- like loving traveling is obviously a very big one. That's a big cliche. Like you don't really want to delay that for like, some people do like Elon Musk doesn't really want to go on holidays. He's just found, uh, I just, he's a mission led kind of person. Mm. Um, I, think I wouldn't be that extreme myself. Mm. I would probably still want, I think travel is actually beneficial, which is the next question, like the mini retirements. Yeah. Like I what do they Tim, look like now? <laughs> he talks a lot about what excites you. And I give, I can give you a clear example before you move on to the next question. But I, I explained to you one time offline, for example, I worked a whole day, it was 5.30 and, you know, normally you're tired, but then I transitioned to working on the podcast and I had this whole new source of energy 
So yeah. it's like maybe searching for those sort of moments and those activities that bring you yeah, I actually, that state. Actually, Liam and I have talked about this. I actually don't think it's the whole what excites you that Tim says. I would mm. say you've actually touched on it. What gives you energy? Mm. I'm learning a lot about dopamine at the moment. And dopamine is one of the biggest things I think derails our lives. And dopamine is very much attached to excitement. Have you noticed a lot of excitement leads you feeling tired after? Yeah, I used to get that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very much the dopamine high and then crash. It's like pleasure principle. Whereas what gives you energy, I think is actually a way better compass. And you just touched on the quality example. Mm. So that that's very interesting. I think that's a good compass. Yeah, look, we can we can briefly go over the, the other two because we are running out of time, but... The, uh, what, what if you could use a mini retirement to sample your deferred life plan reward before working 40 years for it? Fucking hell. Mini, yeah, mini retirement, I think, can mean a couple of things. Like you, talk, you talked about this, right? Taking time off to go running. Yeah. Perfect example. You already know you're interested in it. Yeah, you combine it's, it's it with... top of mind. Combine it with travel, seeing new things and experiencing different places maybe meeting new people to sort of reflect on what you want to do moving forward. Yeah. And you know, that's a good example because it's not something you necessarily want to delay till you're 70. No. Like running and traveling. <laughs> it's not the prime. I mean, I'd be great if you are still running at that age, but it's not necessarily the prime years for it. And I think mm. there's no, there's no point putting off for tomorrow. What could be done today? Matt, Matt Chalk, if you know his story, another constant student, but he's, you know, quit a law job and is now traveling, doing travel blogging and vlogging and this stuff he was excited to try. And he's like, well, yeah, when's the time, if not now, to do it? He hit that kind of fuck it moment. He's like, worst thing happens, I just go back to my law job after if I decide it's not kind of sustainable or how I want to do it. And it's like that makes so much bloody sense. It's, it's scary. I think I was at coffee the other day, one of our high school friends, was concerned about someone else from our high school year who kind of sold all their stuff and was traveling in South America. He's going, oh, he's kind of lost the plot. <laughs> I go, maybe we're the ones that have lost the plot. Because like, you know that if you do that, you'll have a good time. Whereas for most people, the next two years of work that they do, we don't know as much. We're not as sure that we'll have a good time doing that <laughs> as you would be traveling. I go, I'm not promoting mm. being financially reckless. Just saying like, you either experience things or you don't. I, um, it's pretty black and white. <laughs> so, like, go and sample it. Like, it's just we don't give ourselves the time. It's really the only thing. And the last one was, what was that last question? Is it really necessary to work like a slave to live like a millionaire? I was, re I was returning to one of my favorite YouTube clips this morning of Warren Buffett talking about for all the fucking billions he has, it doesn't really buy him a quality of life that's that different to any of ours. If the clothes are more expensive, like it doesn't really make a huge difference. The meals he actually enjoys, fast food and Pepsi. So yeah, there are fancy restaurants, but like at the end of the day, and I, I fucking hate fancy restaurants. They don't give you enough food. Like to me, it's just <laughs> complete, it's a complete wank. You're like talking I, about I, like fancy, they, fancy. Yeah, yeah. I know it's for Degas, I know it's for the taste and all that. And we're meant to eat big portions. I don't give a fuck, like a cheeseburger or a Wagyu steak burger or something. Yeah, it still beats like a tiny thing that leaves me starving. So I'm with Warren Buffett on that one. But some people love that stuff. So 
power to them, you're allowed to enjoy it, knock yourself out. But like, I just don't think that what does living like a millionaire really look like? If you can beeline straight towards that in a, in a simpler way, like quicker, why the, why the hell wouldn't you do that? People invent this story that they have to go through all this. They pick very inefficient routes to like the goal of a certain lifestyle and very fruitless. Mm. But yeah. I don't know if you disagree. You free, feel free to no, I think, disagree. I think it's like going through the book, Tim sort of poses very strategic questions and makes you reflect on all these different things and sort of gives you cases where, you know, test your assumptions on everything. And, you know, we, we, when we don't spend this time to sit back and think, we can sort of just get caught in that loop, which I've described to you on many occasions. I've been there myself many times, just, you know, still still having a good time in other things, but, you know, caught in a rut working, having spending nine months not really putting your head up during the week. You, you can powerful. get really caught. So, yeah, that's a really good way. These kind of questions are really powerful to get you thinking outside the box or without the box. <laughs> it's it's exactly a point like you got to think about your life from first principles by that yeah. i mean not just assume things which is good hook for tomorrow we're going to continue talking about the four-hour work week treating everything in life as if it's a negotiable sounds good as a very good extension of today and just remember we do i do a summary once a week of the best episode of the week and just unpack it a little bit more so you can sign up for that in the show notes. Just go to the link that says Everything Joe and you'll be able to sign up first thing on that page. Thanks, Luke. See you guys again tomorrow.